Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. And uh, how about that show yesterday with Kingsley Cortez? That was that was great, fun times, good show. Check it out if you didn't. It's up on Rumble. And that was the uh, episode two twenty two with Kingsley Cortez. Please give it a watch. Please give me a follow on Rumble too. It's important to to keep the numbers up. It helps get the videos more views. The more followers, the more interaction things have, then the algorithms push them up more, and it gets more uh, more exposure. And that's what we need as conservatives, right? Is we need to get more exposure, and we need to try to get it the word out in in the in the methods that we have get involved in the process this is how i've decided to get involved among other things i also go to events i go to hearings i go to a lot of different things where i um expressing conservative values and supporting conservative causes and conservative people and candidates um around the state and my local area in the country which brings me to kind of what we're going to talk about today we're going to, we're going to cover a few things we're going to we're going to talk about the i hate to give this guy more more stuff but uh it's more about uh, Anheuser-Busch and the um, uh, the backlash that they've received from getting trans activist Dylan Mulvaney, who's a dude that dresses like a woman and exaggerates everything he does. Man, that guy is laughing his ass off all the way to the bank. I tell you right now, he is a total grifter. And, you know, you got to admire the hustle. I, 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 I think the guy is a total freak job. I think he's a complete buffoon, but I think he's also done this by design. And I think that he's making a lot of money. And so, you know, I don't approve with what he's doing, who he is or the way he's doing it, but I also need to admire the hustle. The guy's making a lot of dough and he's causing a lot of waves and everybody knows who he is. We're going to talk about the communist state of Washington here a little bit, which as most of you know, is where I'm from which, uh, you know, they've been, they're, they're finishing up the legislation here. And then we'll, we'll look at, uh, you know, Biden arriving in Ireland. And, but anyway, let, let's start off here in my home state of Washington, where it's, it's a communist state of Washington, where all the comrades love to get together. This, for those of you who aren't familiar with this state, we're trying to compete with California and Seattle in particular is trying to compete with San Francisco. We have a, a legislature that is completely dominated by lunatic leftists and a governor who will sign anything an attorney general who's more commie than anybody ever know i think he files like five thousand lawsuits a year the guy is insane okay he'll file a lawsuit against anybody in any state anywhere just because he doesn't like them or he doesn't like what they say or he doesn't like what they're doing he doesn't like their cause or he doesn't like the fact that we don't like taxes and so he sues he sues washington state citizens all the time simply for fighting back against taxes and things like that he's been after Tim Iman, who's been a tax act, taxpayer advocate in this state for 25 years. But they don't like that because it goes against the grain. It goes against the grain. But the legislative session, like many states, we it, it goes for just a short period of time, once a year. But these, these guys, these people don't work. They, they, they haul in these salaries and they work a few months a year and then they call it good. We have a couple of legislative sessions a year, but they always try to cram through a lot of stuff right toward the end and they put it right up next to the wire. And we're just, we're just on a roll here in Washington state in the last, just in the last week, we're banning assault rifles. If anybody can define that, please let me know because they've decided to define it as anything that looks scary. 
without any common sense, but it makes them feel good and it makes them feel like they're doing something. That's uh, Bill 1240. We also have Bill 5599, which allows minors to leave home if their parents don't agree with them saying that they want to transition. Seek shelter in a state-funded shelter and the state, even though they know where the child is, does not have to notify the parents. And in fact, they've defined a parent not wanting their children to transition as the same as abuse, the same as if you're not feeding your child, if you're not educating your child, if you're beating your children. They've, they've defined if you don't want them to cut functioning body parts off of their body as a minor, that's abuse. Therefore, the child can go seek shelter in a state-funded facility, and they never even have to tell a parent where the child is. We're going to talk about 5080, which is in Washington State, we had, and for those of you who don't, are out of state, Maybe this doesn't mean anything to you, but the concept of these things, I think, should mean something because it's the same thing that every communist state is doing. They want taxes, they want your children, and they want your guns. Okay? Let's get that straight right now. They want your taxes, they want your children, and they want your guns. Not necessarily in that order, but they'll take them in any order they can get them. So the third thing they're doing here in Washington State, we passed an initiative that we have an initiative process here in Washington State where the people can vote on certain things that they want to become law. And we have a tax review process where if the legislature wants to impose a new tax on the citizenry, we get to put it on the ballot and vote whether we agree with it or not. Now, that's not a binding vote. It's an advisory vote. So it lets the lawmakers know whether the population, the citizenry agrees with what they're trying to do tax-wise or not. In most cases, well, in fact, in all cases, they completely ignore, they could get a vote back that said 90% of the people don't want this tax, and they would say, F you, we're giving it to you anyway, and you're going to give us your money. Well, they want to get rid of the advisory vote completely altogether. They don't even want that. They don't want the citizens, the, the, the citizens' input. They don't want the population's input on the taxes that they are proposing to impose on us. They want it all done in secret where they can just put taxes on us anytime they want. And it's, it's getting completely out of hand. It's, it's getting to the point where I'm going to have to leave this state. I cannot stay here. It's just simply too blue. I don't think that it can be salvaged. I think that it's beyond repair. It's beyond saving. It's beyond a lot. And I've made my home here for my entire life. And uh, it's sad to think about that because of these communists that are down in Seattle and King County in particular, that I'm going to have to relocate out of the state. I just can't be here. If you live in a blue state, I agree. Get away. Go to a red state. If you've got kids in public schools or grandkids, get them out. Get them out. So we'll start off with the assault rifle ban. Now, an assault rifle, what is an assault rifle? Apparently, it's something that looks horrible and scary. And yes, like any firearm, it can also pack a powerful punch and it can certainly cause damage to maim and kill people. And if they can ban one type of weapon, where does it stop? The Biden administration talks about having an assault weapon ban nationwide, assault rifle, assault weapon, whatever you want to call it. It's it's this you know it's a scary looking gun that, that is just like any other semi-automatic that you can buy, except the barrel's a little bit shorter, and it looks scary. You know, it has a heat guard on the and a, and a rail on the barrel. 
It's got a pistol grip. Oh, scary. And it's got a stock, a removable stock. So what? It functions like any other rifle. And I'm going to demonstrate to you that it doesn't matter what type of weapon it is, which is why once they ban assault rifles and then shooters, they just switch to another weapon. It's not... It's not rocket science, man. I get a 308 with a 10-round magazine in Washington State. We're only allowed to have 10-round magazines. I could have, so I could have a, a M4 assault rifle with a 10-round magazine, and I can go out there and shoot 10 rounds at a time, semi-automatic. They don't come out all at once like they try to scare you into thinking. Or I could get a 308 rifle, hunting rifle, with a 10-round magazine, and it was going to do the exact same thing. Except the barrel is 12 inches longer, and it doesn't look scary. These laws make no sense at all. And uh, here's the difference. So that one on the top is an is a M4 body assault rifle and 5.56 caliber, okay? It, it looks, you know, looks like a military weapon, although it's not, but it has that look to it. It's, it's got the, the heat shield on the, on the barrel there. It's got a pistol grip. The 10-round the magazine pops in and out, and on the back, it's got a removable stock. It's got a rail on the top for sights or optics or, or whatever, lights, whatever you want to put on there. And it's functional. It's fun. You can use it for sport. You can use it for self-defense. You can use it for all sorts of things. The one on the bottom is a Ruger. It's a rifle in a 308 round. A hunting rifle, what most would think. Now, what's the difference between these two rifles? Well, one looks really scary. They're both, well, they're both black. I don't know why it has to be about color, but everything nowadays has to be about color. So both of these rifles are black. Both of these rifles have uh, some sort of sight or optic on them. The one on the bottom actually has a really long optic. It's a hunting rifle. Now, they both can fit a 10-round magazine, and they both are semi-automatic gas. Okay, so so that means you can you, you just pull the bolt once, and you can continue to fire until the magazine is empty one round at a time. Now look over on the right or the other side of the screen here. The 5.56 round, which is, well, same as 2.23, 5.56, goes into the what most people would call an AR-15. And then the other one that's circled a little bit over to that is a 3.08 round, which is 7.62. It's a bigger round. It's a bigger barrel on those guns. It's a bigger bolt. They are, it's a large rifle. It's, you know, you're going to go out and you're going to hunt deer and and elk and different things like that, other you know large animals. But the point I want to make is, if we ban the 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 M4 or the AR15 or whatever you want to call it, the the mean looking scary gun there on the top picture there. Okay. Well, there's nothing to stop that same person from going out and purchasing the rifle that's on the bottom that holds the same number of rounds. And the rounds are actually more deadly and go out and commit the same crimes and do the same shootings, do the same crazy stuff. A crazy person is a crazy person. An evil person is an evil person. Anybody who goes into a public facility and randomly kills strangers is not right in the head, right? They're fucked. They're fucked in the head. The difference between these two rifles is the larger rifle, the 308, the one on the bottom there that, that carries a 308 round Ruger, it's, uh, it's a little bit heavier. 
and the barrel is 12 inches longer. The one on top, the M4, has an 18-inch barrel, and the one on the bottom has a 30-inch barrel, so you're looking at a 12-inch difference. Other than that, they function exactly the same. And again, the one that's going to remain legal actually packs a bigger punch. It's more damaging. It will tear people apart even more. And it's going to be just as effective in a shooting. But ban the scary gun by all means because it's, it looks scary. And this is their, this woman, I doubt she's ever seen an AR-15 or assault rifle, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I doubt she's ever seen one, let alone fired one in her life. Yet she thinks she's the expert that should tell everybody in this state that they're not allowed to own one. Because why? Well, let's listen to her. It's the same leftist bullshit that you hear every single time. Gun violence is an emergency. Kids getting shot in schools is an emergency. People getting shot in the places where they worship, going to a concert, going to a mall, those are emergencies. We've had an emergency in our country for a long time. In fact, as I pointed out earlier, up till this point, right now, this year, we've had 130 mass shootings. How many more are we going to have if we take out the emergency clause? And how many more families will be impacted? And how many more little ones and loved ones will die? We need to act now, Mr. President, to prevent as many of these tragedies as we can. And every second counts. Oh, so melodramatic. Oh, my gosh. All right, so what does she mean by emergency? Well, what government, well, the tyrannical parts of government, which are leftists and communists and Marxists, i.e. the Democrat Party, what they learned during COVID is that if they invoke emergency, if they attach the word emergency to anything, they can become dictators and they can make things happen right now and they can do whatever they want and nobody has any say about it whatsoever. So in this context, when they say emergency, th so this this bill to ban assault rifles in Washington State has passed the House and the Senate. The Senate made some modifications. It needs to go back to the House for ratification, and then it will go onto the governor's desk, and he's going to sign it. By an emergency, it means that the second the governor's pen hits paper, it's law. That means all of the gun shops in Washington State, all of the manufacturers which there are some that make these in Washington State. Aero Precision is one, makes good stuff. Any inventory they have in stock is, is garbage. It's basically a paperweight. So they're going to have to figure out a way, and they don't even know what's in the law. They don't know if they can export these rifles or these parts out of state or not. They have all this inventory, tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars in some stores, that they don't even know if they can export it out of the state because it becomes illegal to import, manufacture, or sell anything defined as an assault weapon or assault rifle in the state of Washington. So they don't know if they're going to get stuck with this stuff. They don't know if they're going to have to go to, you know, try to sneak it out of the state and go to gun shows and sell it over there. But at some point, a transfer needs to happen. So they've made no allowance for... You know, let's say this law goes into effect June 1st, or this law goes into effect May 15th, you know, or this law goes into effect in 30 days. 
No, it goes into effect the second pen hits paper and all of these distributors and manufacturers are screwed. But that's all right. They like screwing businesses in Washington State. She talks about 130 mass shootings. That's nationwide, by the way. And that also includes gang violence. The majority of it, the majority of it is gang on gang violence in the inner cities, Democrat-run cities primarily throughout the country, with a mass shooting being defined as four people killed in one instant or more. Four or more people killed in one instant. That's not 130 in Washington State, but she's using a national statistic to justify banning assault rifles in the state of Washington. So what did I do? Well, I went out and got me a kit, and this is this is a funny thing. So that you can't buy, no one's selling full rifles right now because a lot, there's a 10-day waiting period in the state, and it takes that long to get the federal background check, which we're required to have in the state of Washington back anyway. So nobody's selling full, complete rifles anymore because you'll never get the background check. They, they anticipate the bill will be signed next Monday. So there's no point in buying a fully assembled rifle. But you can buy kits and build your own and walk out of the store with it the same day. That's how much sense these laws make. It's a, it's something else, man. And, and you try to make sense of it, and you can't. Like most things that Democrats do, man, they just run by the seat of their pants. And here's a little testimony that Ollie gave, uh, or, uh, excuse me. That's for the, that's for the wrong bill. That's for the wrong bill. But, um, meanwhile, What's going on in China? What we need are strict penalties for anybody who commits crime. Very strict and fast penalties. They can't sit around in the court system for years. They can't sit around in the system for years. We need people in mental institutions if they've got issues, not wandering the streets. And what we need are families that are intact with strong leaders. And if you can't get strong leaders, the gun is not the problem. All of these people, anytime there's a shooting, they never talk about the victim. Hell, Kamala Harris went to Tennessee to support the, 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 uh, Congress people that got kicked out raised hands with them and sing Kumbaya and did not even visit the families or acknowledge the families of the victims who were killed. Because they don't give a fuck about the criminal or the victim. They don't care about stopping the criminals. They don't care about the suffering and the loss of the victims. They care about control and their agenda and the confiscations of guns in this country. And make no mistake, people, the end goal is confiscation of every single weapon in this country. Because I'll tell you what, as soon as the assault rifles are gone, people will still be committing these shootings with a different weapon, and then they're going to ban those, and they're going to start limiting rounds of magazines. And you know what? You can go in with a 9 millimeter pistol and do just as much damage. It takes a little more training to use a pistol accurately, but you can conceal it a whole lot better. And you can go into a school and take out just as many people. So then, oh, we got to ban pistols too. Because God damn it, we keep, we keep getting rid of these guns and people just get different guns and do the same crime. See, it's not the, it's not the tool.
It's the criminal. And they do absolutely nothing to address that ever. They never do anything to address it. And the same bad things continue to happen. We've got a little uh, bill here also that they passed by the skin of their teeth here. They did it in the wee hours of the morning. They stayed late at night. They like to take these controversial bills here in Washington State and they push them into the middle of the night when nobody's paying attention. They pass them under the cover of darkness and everybody wakes up in the morning and went, what the hell did they do? What did they do? Well, what they've done, now in this state, uh, we have some wacky laws, I'm telling you. But what would you expect? I wouldn't expect anything less from a lunatic communist government. Children, minors, have always been able to have uh, sexual reassignment procedures, hormone blockers, those sorts of things, as minors, without parental consent. But that wasn't good enough. No, no. They've taken it a step further and they've made it a law that a teenager or even a prepubescent child can leave home and go to a shelter that's funded by the state and say that their parents aren't allowing them to be who they are. They're not allowing me to transition. They're not allowing me, they're not reaffirming my gender, my chosen gender. And the state has now defined that as parental abuse or child abuse. Now, under all other cases of child abuse, the parent still knows where the child is. Okay, it's a ward of the state. Satan knows where my child is and, and they're, they've taken, they're, you know, they're protecting the children. In this case, this is a huge, huge difference. It's not subtle at all. They don't have to notify the parent. So imagine this. Imagine you're a parent and your child wants, uh, wants you to reaffirm his gender and you have an argument about it. You say, no, you're not doing that. You're, you're a boy or you know, you're a girl. You're not... What are you talking about? We're not going to support you on this. So the kid runs away. They run away from home. Whether it's in the middle of the day, middle of the night, it doesn't matter. They leave home. They go to a shelter. And they tell the shelter, look, my parents aren't reaffirming my care. It's, it's just horrible. It's disturbing. I feel, I feel depressed. I feel suicidal. I feel like they're not understanding me. They're not listening to me, whatever the reason. The parent is now an abuser. The child gets to stay in the shelter. And even though they know who the parents are, even though the authorities in the state know where the child is, see, the parents have reported the child missing, right? They ran away. They're gone. They're a minor. Where are they? Parents are worried sick. They're crying. They're wondering where their children are. Under this new law, the state's not required to tell a parent where the children is where the child is. They're not even required to tell the parent that the child is safe and in their custody. In effect, they have taken your child. 
what happens while your child is there? Well, if they want hormone blockers, they're going to get them at the taxpayer expense. If they want to chop off working parts of their body, they're going to get that at taxpayer expense. This is scary shit. I mean, think about that. Think about them equating you trying to parent and coach and teach your child that, no, you know, you're not a girl just because you like to wear high heels. You're experimenting. That's okay. Look, we all go through tough times. You're, you're a guy. And, um, and the child decides they don't like that. They run away to a shelter that's controlled by the state. The state and the authorities and the shelter does not have to tell the parent where their child is or that their child is even safe. And the child could be gone for months having all these Frankenstein shit done to them under the care of the state. This is all, yeah, I love this guy. Check it out. Oh, yes, hi, thank you very much. Um, thank you, Chair Wilson, senators and members of the committee. My name is Bonnie London. I'm an activist, a detransitioner, and social media influencer, and I am testifying con. I believe it is so important to protect vulnerable teens as a society. We all have a moral duty. However, the protected health care with compelling reason clause is going to put already vulnerable children at risk. Many teens in the foster and shelter system are already vulnerable with regards to their health, whether they have autism, bipolar, or other mental health struggles. And diagnosing these kids with gender dysphoria, putting them into gender-affirming care is not a solution to a much greater problem. I believe this bill is going to loosen the restrictions, make it much more easy for these kids uh, with no parental consent to undergo hormone therapy, puberty blockers, gender-affirming care, which can have long-term health consequences, both physically and mentally. And I don't believe this is the right solution for teens. If an adult wants to consent to doing a procedure, that's on them. But children cannot consent to gender-affirming care. So I please urge you all to vote no. Thank you. Thank you very much. So imagine that. I mean, just the time, these children are struggling like all... We all have issues. And growing up is not easy, but it is natural. It's a natural order of things. It's designed by God, okay? And rather than trying to strengthen the family unit and give the family support to care for the mental well-being of their children, they want to divide the family. They want to literally take the child away from the household and not tell the parents where the child is. Minors, you can't vote as a minor. You can't even drive till you're 16. You can't sign a contract. You can't smoke. You can't go into bars. You can't go into the military. But by God, you can change your sex. I'm going to play part of another little clip. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but this was, and we have, most of the Republicans here in Washington State are rhinos, but there are a few good ones. And but they've, they're fighting an uphill battle. There's nothing they can do because the state is dominated by, by radicals. 
Hi, State Representative Peter Barno here with State Representative Chris Corey. We just got off the House floor. It's Wednesday. It's about 1030 at night and cutoff night. And we had a very controversial bill that we just got done debating after three hours. Yeah, Senate Bill 5599, which would create a, an exemption from the state of notifying parents where their kids were uh, in the effort where they were seeking uh, medical care. Um, really eroding parental rights in the state of Washington. Essentially what the bill would do would be if uh, a child left a parent's home for certain medical care uh, and went to a shelter or host family, uh, that, that shelter or host family would not be required to notify the parents of their child's whereabout. This is obviously a fundamental violation of parental rights and something that's deeply concerning for parents across Washington state. Well, and you're a parent. So basically the state is participating in trafficking children. They're going to take your child, make it a ward of the state, mutilate their body, let them do whatever they want to do to it as a minor, because we all know that they make rational decisions when they're teenagers, right? And like I said, under the current law, minors can receive these services without parental knowledge or permission. This bill strictly deals with the duty of youth shelters to notify parents as the whereabouts of their children. Can you imagine that? Your kid runs away and he's in a youth shelter. You're worried sick and you don't even know where your child is. And they're not required to tell you. Compelling reasons. That's how they can not notify you. Include but are not limited to circumstances that indicate that notifying a parent or legal guardian will subject a minor to abuse or neglect. Again, they're defining you not wanting your child to transition as abuse or neglect. If you disagree with your child taking hormone blockers or whatever, you are now abusing your child. Insanity. So the other bill that we're looking at in the state is they don't want the taxpayers to know when their taxes are going to go up by how much or why or whatever. Tax-obsessed Washington Democrats passed a bill intended to keep voters in the dark about their tax increases. It also allows Democrats to post taxpayer-funded propaganda. Senate Bill 5082, sponsored by Senator Patty Kadur, Democrat of Bellevue, removes non-binding advisory votes from the ballots. Any tax increase passed by lawmakers Trigger advisory votes. The process was implemented via voter initiative. Tim Island was involved in that. Where they're supposed to notify the taxpayer about taxes going up or, or whatever. And no, no. The result of advisory votes to accept or repeal a tax increase are meant to inform lawmakers whether or not their constituents support the decisions. But Democrats don't care what you think. They also prefer you not catch on to their broke promises around taxing. So we... In this state, we had what was called a, uh, sorry about that, had a little technical malfunction, and it, an advisory uh, vote where if it was required that if the state wanted to impose a new tax on the citizens, they had to put it on the ballot. Basically, do you support this tax or don't you? It was a non-binding vote. If the if the voters just said, no, we don't want this tax, it didn't mean anything, but it was meant to inform lawmakers of, of what the constituency wanted, what the majority of people in the state wanted. But you could go ahead and the, the voters, because 90% of them could say, no, man, we don't want this tax. And the lawmakers will go ahead and put it in place anyway. But at least you made your, you documented, it was documented what the voter wanted. 
Well, they're, they're trying to get, well, not trying. They have now decided that they will get rid of that, that it doesn't matter what the voter thinks, that they can do whatever they want. Advisory votes undermine the Democrat process, Kerner claimed in a statement. I don't understand how it undermines. That's their big thing nowadays, right? Oh, this, this is a danger to democracy. This undermines the democratic process. This is not the definition of democracy. God, they're, they're fucking crazy. Advisory votes undermine the Democrat process, Kerner claimed in a statement. Since she doesn't do interviews with anyone who disagree with her. <laughs> she never does interviews. She just makes statements. Fucking typical coward, lunatic, leftist. Everything on our ballot should have meaning. Advisory notes violate that principle. They give the illusion of public input and engagement. But in truth, they are nothing more than push polls designed to influence opinion, not to measure it. No shit. That's the purpose of it. It's to let you know whether we agree with what the hell you're doing or not. Whether we agree with the taxes you want to put with us or not. Basically, she's saying, you're too stupid to know what you're looking at and we know what's best, so shut the hell up. Go into your little hobbit hole and give us your fucking money. Your input, your opinion means nothing. In fact, if you give us your opinion, it's non-democratic. Are you serious? I give you my opinion right now. How about that for an opinion? Fuck off. God, these people. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's getting worse, man. It's getting worse. So let's. Uh, I'm not going to look at that right now. Let's lighten things up a little bit. Let's, we've been pretty intense here for the last half hour. Let's lighten things up here before we close out, just so we don't get too crazy. Um, Joe Biden made a promise. I hope he keeps it. He went to Ireland. I guess the Brits are pretty irritated that he took a trip to Europe and his first stop was in Ireland versus, uh, versus the UK. <laughs> That's all Biden does, man. These people are, they are not serious people. They're, they're complete idiots. They don't, uh, they don't really care. And they're too stupid to realize that they're stupid. But uh, he made this promise while he was there. I hope he keeps it. Please, Lord. Thank you all very much. And I'm not going home. I'm staying here. Is this an incredible place? He, he says he's not going home. He's going to stay there. Please do. Please, by all means. Yeah, stay there, stay there. When he first arrived, check this out. This is, I don't know what he was doing, but he gets off of the plane and the first person he greets is not the uh, prime minister or whatever it is that they have there in Ireland. I, I think it's prime minister. He, he greets some random dude before even addressing the prime minister. Look at this. Some random dude. Says hello to him. Oh, and then he salutes the... Then, then he <laughs> Why do they keep trotting this person out there in public? He's a fucking embarrassment. Absolute disgrace. Okay, the last one I'm going to show you here of his little trip is this. And... Um, he, he's touring the, the grounds here. And you know... 
I, I like dogs. I, as you know, most of you know, I have a couple of dogs, German Shepherds. And I love my dogs uh, almost more than just about anything. They're the best. And dogs are smart and they know good from bad. And they are, are the best judge of character that you will ever, ever find. So check this out. This is hilarious. Dog's wagging its tail. It's happy. Biden approaches it. What again? Do you want to watch? You want? Let's watch that one more time. It's too much, right? Good dog. Good dog. It knows that Biden is a piece of shit. <laughs> gonna just. I'm going to bark at that guy, man. He looks funny. He smells funny. I don't like the way he's approaching me. I think he might try to pull my tail. Some of you will get that reference. Biden's been known to chase his dog around the house and pull their tail. Bouncing along to just a couple more things here real quick. Uh, Justin Pearson, who was reinstated into into the, uh, you know, Tennessee... (laughs) Congress. I'm sorry. I I can't. I just got my mind uh, went sideways thinking about dogs, and I was thinking, God, I got to take my dogs out here in a little bit and go play with them. Anyway, this is just. It's interesting. This was him just a few years ago. I think in, it was 2016 when he was running for class president. This was him speaking. Check him out. Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I wanted to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative. Clear cut, very well spoken, talking about bringing people together. Justin Pearson today. To the well. I believe, I believe in a division. People who've been ostracized. Coming to the well. I see white folk and black folk. I see queer folk and straight folk. I see rich folk and poor folk. This is what the universities of this country are doing to our children. He enters a clean-cut, well-spoken young man and comes out this whack-job, freaking radical, like he's a preacher, throwing his arms around, yelling. It's a grift, man. They don't give a single flying fuck about anybody except themselves. And they submit their power and their their recognition by riling up the masses, getting them excited, getting them emotional, getting them worked up. They're using you. They're using weak-minded people to pump up their own power, their own ego, and their own causes. Quick little update here. Dylan, 
Mulvaney, somehow the geniuses in mid-level management at Anheuser-Busch decided that Bud Light, you know, the king of beers, uh, you know, that was, uh, it's the manly beer. It's the, it's the beer of the working man. It is, it is, they ran it. It's about the real men of genius. Remember those, that ad campaign? Brilliant. And it was after their target audience. Well, they've decided in their, in their quest to become more inclusive and diverse and in the name of equity, they're going to get a trans person to sell beer to men. Trans people aren't drinking this beer. I'll tell you this right now. Dylan Mulvahey has never touched a Bud Light in his fucking life. <laughs> but they've got him as a brand ambassador. And like I said, he's laughing his ass off all the way to the bank. Anheuser-Busch has now lost $6.65 billion. And it's going higher. Distributors can't deliver beer because the store shelves are full. People aren't buying them. Bars aren't accepting new kegs. You have people uh, that are, they be, they're even canceling the, the Clydesdale horses from coming to events. We don't want anything to do with Budweiser, man. You guys are crazy. We don't want to be associated with you. They're backpedaling, up-level management, uh, upper-level uh, executives are saying, wow, we, need, we didn't know anything about this. We didn't know anything about this. They're, that's, Word is they're going to suspend all influencer campaigns and reevaluate the review process of who gets to represent their brand and who doesn't. Either way, I'm sure that I'm sure Dylan Mulvaney has a contract, but what they need to do if they want to save their brand at all and recoup these losses, it's not going away. They need to apologize. They need to admit they screwed up and the review process was poor. And had they had, and then here's what we're going to do to stop this from happening in the future. That's it. Own it. Stop denying it. Stop saying, oh, we didn't know. No, get out in front of this thing. Say, hey, man, we made a mistake. We're sorry to our loyal customers. We value you. We appreciate you. And we heard you. We hear you. And we're going to take these corrective actions going forward starting with the termination of the marketing people that were involved in making this decision and the termination of the contract with Dylan Mulvaney. Here's your number better take of the day. In Washington State, we've got a, it's run by communists, it's run by Marxists. They want control of everything. They've, they're put in an assault rifle ban, even though you could take a different type of weapon as long as it doesn't look mean. You can take another rifle, still has a 10-round magazine, still has the same capacity to kill. Oh, maybe it doesn't look mean, and the barrel is 12 inches longer, but I tell you what, it's just as deadly. But that doesn't matter. Let's take the mean, ugly, scary-looking gun and ban it. Take away the Second Amendment rights of the citizens of the state of Washington. And that's what they're doing. But it doesn't matter, man. You know, you can... A firearm is a firearm. Most of them are... are pretty much just as deadly as the next with someone who knows how to use them. So maybe the mass shooter has to train a little bit more to use a nine millimeter pistol than he does an AR. Or maybe he just goes out and buys a, buys a Winchester 308 or something and does the exact same thing. Oh, then we're going to have to ban those too. 
You see, it, it's, it's a never-ending thing. Take an inch, they're going to take a mile. They're fighting it off one piece at a time. Make no mistake, the ultimate goal of these commies is to confiscate all guns in the United States. And if they could, they would scratch, eliminate the Second Amendment from the Constitution outright. Right after they get rid of the first. That's where these people are coming from now. The Democrat Party is not what it once was. They are communists. They are leftist, lunatic, whack jobs who want nothing more than control and power. You're just a useful idiot to help them keep it if you go along with their games or if you promote what they promote because they don't care. They don't give one fuck about you. We've also made it a law in Washington State that if your child wants to change their sex and they want gender-affirming care, hormone blockers or, you know, mastectomies or whatever, and the parent says no, the child can run away to a state-run and state-funded shelter and they are not required to tell the parent where their child is. Your child could be gone for months having who knows what done to them. And as a parent, not only do you have no say in what's going on, you don't even know where your child is or whose care they're under. That is some scary shit. The state is taking your children. In Washington state, the state can literally, and I hate using that word, but I will, in this case, take your child, not tell you where they are, and perform medical procedures on them at taxpayer expense. That is evil, folks. Plain and simple. They're also denying the will of the voter in Washington State so that we no longer know what taxes. We don't have a say in whether we like the taxes they're imposing on us or not. They're just going to have a blank blank check, so to speak. We're going to put whatever tax on you we want. We don't care what you think. We don't. You don't get an input. We used to be able to do advisory votes on the ballots. They got rid of that. An advisory vote is where uh, it's not binding, but it's on the ballot. So the citizenry has an opportunity to say, so they, they say, here's a tax we're thinking of going, we're going to propose. And the citizenry can say, we want this or we don't want this. It's basically an opinion poll of the voters in the state. Not that they pay attention to it because even if it came back 90%, no, we don't want this tax. They're still going to do it anyway. But at least it was documented and it was on the record. Now they're getting rid of that. They're going to pass all these taxes in private. You don't get to know what they are until they actually happen. Budweiser, the king of beers, is going down the tubes. They've lost $6.65 billion in a week. Ever since they unveiled trans activist Dylan Mulvaney, you know, the freak who runs around dramatically acting like a, a little girl or whatever he thinks he's. I've known, I mean, I've said it before. I've known a lot of women in my life. I've never seen one act like this dude. But he's laughed his way all to the bank. You know, he's, this is a grift. You get that, right? This guy's been an a influencer, an actor, uh, very kind of flamboyant for sure, and probably not right in the head. But he found a niche. And you know what? I'm not going to respect the guy, but I will respect the hustle. Jesse Kelly likes to say that. And I agree. This guy is a complete whack job. But damn it, he figured out a way 
to get up there and get these massive brands like Nike and Tampax and Budweiser beer <laughs> to partner with him and give him money. And his name's all over. Everybody knows who he is. Pretty crazy, right? Crazy times we live in, man. <laughs> I tell you what, it's uh, every week brings a new adventure and a new thing to laugh at or scoff at or just drop your jaw at what in the actual fuck is going on. Anyway, hey, thanks for watching. If you're just listening on radio, renegaderadio.com or any of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report for the video. And you can see everything that I put up today. I'm on all the socials at the nun report, except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. Anyway, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.